What's good, podcast people? It's your boy, Benji, and welcome back to another episode of the Chainlink Podcast. This episode is going to be huge as we got a new box today, Judgment Force, and I'm going to be reviewing how I normally review boxes, and we also got a ban list and uh, skill rebalancing recently. So, of course, the chain links are going to be the new box, the Judgment Force review, and then the ban, the um, ban list and skill rebalancing, but you guys know that chain links work in reverse, so let's get into that ban list. So, of course, after every KC Cup, everyone in the community is just itching for a ban list, and I felt like it took way too long. I believe it was like two weeks since KC Cup, and then we finally got a ban list. And the reason why we like act like this is because the eyes on duelings are heavier during the most competitive part of duelings, which is the KC Cup. This is how people, how, this is how Konami determines who goes to Worlds and so on and so forth. So if they're watching that hard during KC Cup, that is when we guaranteed will get like, oh, okay, things are busted. We got to show them that it's busted so that shit gets banned or limited or so on and so forth. So, of course, I did my part. I played Grasshier, Nui, and Hit King of Games and got pretty, not relatively high in KC Cup. I got like, I was a couple points shy from top 100. Um, if I do recall, I believe I was a couple points shy from regional top 100. Um, no, 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 top 1000. Sorry, got that completely screwed up. Um, couple points shot of top one, uh, top 1,000, or I believe I was top 1,000. I forget. It's been a while. I haven't really been playing Duel Links that much since I hit King of Games, so there's not really much else to do. The events are not really that my cup of tea, but this is definitely the time when I hop back into the game. So with the skills and, uh, stuff banned on the ban list, I'm going to talk about the skills first, as of course they are more broad than the, the, the cards that were hit on the ban list. So the first skill I saw, when I saw the rebalancing sealed tombs is no longer free. It needs a life point requirement. And that is fantastic as you can't just make your board activate sealed tombs and just floodgate your opponent for a whole turn i mean sure if you were actually playing necro valley which is what sealed tombs is pseudo um then yeah you can actually do it first turn we have necro valley in the game but just having the ability to not run it as a card and have it in a skill and shut off your opponent is absolutely fantastic and it is the allure of sealed tombs but it's too strong of a skill when you consider another floodgate like skill that happens to be a pseudo version of a field spell that we also have at three in the game zombie world the skill being post humanist army requires a life points cost you feel me like i get it turning your opponent's monsters into zombies and things in the graveyard to zombies um can actually really help with effects that you have with zombie effects that you have and further on in the game, um, in the future, if we get like Doom King Baladrock and so on and so forth, I get it that there's a life point restriction, but there's no life point restriction on sealed tombs, and they are both kind of just pseudo field spells in the forms of skills. Now that sealed tombs has a life points cost where you have to have your life points has to be um, a thousand less than your opponent's. Uh, in order to activate the skill, it means that you can't set up sealed tombs turn one, which is the same thing with. Post-Humanist Army, which is why I was drawing the parallels 
Um, you can't set up sealed tombs turn one. There has to have been some back and forth interaction between you and your opponent to finally have access to your skill sealed tombs. And I actually like that. It means that boards like, um, uh, let's say, decks that are playing um, Black Wings or uh, Dark Magician or other decks that commonly run sealed tombs can't just set up this crazy board and have me not be able to interact with it to the fullest capacity you feel me it it it's good you feel me i really really like this this um change in skill however being a thousand i feel like konami should realize that by a thousand it just means cosmic cyclone can just be utilized and that's really i'm going to talk about that as we get further in but that's really the card that activates the most skills at this point there's the reason why a lot of skills have to get changed in how many life points you have to lose in order for them to be activated because Cosmic Cyclone and other cards where you have to pay life point cost in order to activate a very strong effect exist. So um, I really like the direction they went with Sealed Tombs. It's something that I predicted in my predictions podcast episode. Um, and I think you guys need to listen to that because I'm going to be addressing that a couple of times here. So the next skill, Compensation, is nerfed and after casey cup ended i was playing a couple a couple uh duels with dark lords just to see how compensation is simply because i've never actually used it and i needed to grind up my bakura because i needed some gems for the upcoming box which just dropped today compensation was busted you can activate it like three times in a turn it was simply nuts so what compensation does it sends the top card of your deck to the graveyard you gain 300 life points but you can only activate it when you lose a thousand life points or a thousand or more life points so dark lords activate their effects of copying the skills copying the cards the spells and traps dark lord spells and tracks in the graveyard and shuffling them back into the deck you have to pay a thousand life points as cost so for every effect you copy every card you um copy every uh, effect that you activate you can activate compensation and compensation puts a card from the top of the deck into the graveyard which could be a spell or trap which dark lords could then just copy and put it back in the deck it was absolutely nuts and now it's gotten the switcheroo treatment. If you guys uh, haven't been playing the game for that long, for this long, switcheroo used to be just straight up, just switch a card in your hand for free. Um, you just activate it two times in a turn or whatnot. But then it got switched to two times per duel, one time per turn. Same thing with compensation now. And I like that. You feel me? You have to be more, you have to think about when you activate the skill. And you can't just freely, willy nilly just activate it this hurts dark lords i gotta say this hurts dark lords and it's not the only thing that hurts dark lords in this whole uh skills and uh cards being hit on the ban list but i think dark lords really need to like hop back on that crutch that i said that they had last time they got hit on the ban list because oh boy they 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 are on crutches right now the next thing that i want to address is yeah you know sorcery can conduit you gotta pay fifteen hundred life points it's neither here nor there um you can still freely get uh an alistair with that it's just take damage plus activate cosmic cyclone that's really all it is but spell specialist was addressed while they did not actually change anything they're going to change the probabilities and um with the skill so they didn't change any text but just changing how the skill in 
integrally internally works. Sorry for my wording mishap, mishap there. But um, I mentioned in my predictions podcast that see, uh, spell specialist is such a strong skill and that grass looks green is the first card to exploit that skill. Now, I say this because it gained a big rise in popularity, but I've been using the skill for a very, very, very long time. I hit King of Games with Gem Knights using the skill. I hit King of Games with uh, uh, Magnet Warriors using the skill two times. I hit King of Games with, uh, last one, Christrons using that skill when I was running Grass Christrons, which is not the best, but it's still just the fact remains. I was able to see that grass looks greener in my hand for so many times, so many months, hitting King of Games with this skill because the skill put it in my hand a bunch of times. Someone ran the metrics on the, the subreddit and said that like you have an 80% chance of opening up with um, with uh, that grass looks greener due to spell specialist. Dude, that's insane. That is such good like advantage in a skill. Skill pretty much just like, hey, start a duel. If you have five spells or different names in your deck, start the school, start the duel with that grass looks greener. And with my experience in KC Cup, Grass Shiranui was just ending games, just straight up just ending games. People were seeing grass play and just straight up just quitting. And that wouldn't happen. I wouldn't be able to say that if I didn't see grass that often in turn one or turn two, thanks to the skill. Like it, it is that strong. It is really that strong. And um, they also address my monsters card and trap layer. Other um, skills that have that same kind of like you have to be running a plethora of bullshit in order to act like to guarantee a card in your hand, technically speaking. Um, my monsters card does the same as spell, spe- spell, uh, spell specialist instead for level four or, or lower monsters in your deck. And. Trap layer that's the same as spell specialist except with a trap. And I said in my podcast, I said it in my um, episode, I said spell specialist is strong because we have a card that abuses it. If we get a trap that is just as you're just as eager to open up with it in your opening hand, people will run trap layer in order to get it in their hand, like guaranteed. Because it's that strong of a skill. We just don't have trap cards that warrant getting that to the hand. Like, if you have... If they put Crackdown in Duel Links and you want Crackdown in your hand, you're guaranteed people are going to be playing Trap Layer just to put Crackdown in your hand. Easy. You feel me? No problem. And with the way that they're dropping cards and um, removing cards that are attached to skills and putting them in boxes, if we got Alert... Alert... uh, Alert... Allure Darkness in the game in a box and I can add have three in my deck and my whole deck is dark dog I'm playing spell specialist to have Allure Darkness in my opening hand no you can't tell me I'm not for me it's going to happen so like I I mentioned that on the subreddit like if we get other like sure grass is strong and grass needs to be addressed but if we get other very very strong spell cards People are going to abuse spell specialists to add those cards to their hand, guaranteed going first. Anyways, so if you can hit spell specialists in some way, shape, or form, that would be the best way to ensure that the game is as strategic, but also as random as the TCG is as well. 
So it got addressed. It didn't really get any changes, but I'm glad that it was there because I it I was thinking right there. Um, me and Konami were right here, right straight to the. You can't see me, but like right to the brain. So um, going on to the ban list, a lot of cards that were on the ban list were just like dying to be there. So. Of course, limited to one, we got that Grassless Greener. Like I was just saying, that Grassless Greener had to go to one. It was straight up busted. It limited the, the, the cards that Konami could add to the game because grass exists and you can just straight up abuse grass. Um, that sounds weird to say. But yeah, that Grassless Greener is just straight up strong and it had to get hit to one. It like The KC Cup was a firm showing of how strong grass was. The counter to playing against Grass Shiranui was adding more cards into your deck to stop Grass or playing Grass Shiranui yourself so that neither player can play Grass. That is just phenomenal, <laughs> like on some real shit. That is just phenomenal. That uh, you started seeing in Element Saver um, decks started running 25 cards so that grass players uh, can mill less or you just see more players switch over to Shiranui because you can't you if you can't grass they can't grass and you guys ha just have to play Shiranui pretty much so um of course I had to get hit to one it had to go and I'm glad to see it at one you know Konami sh probably shouldn't have never gave us the card in the first place but there you go it's at one the next, the semi-limit section. If you guys don't know, uh, to any of my uh, any of my listeners who are listening who haven't played Duel Links for that long, are just starting to enjoy the app. I'm glad that you have started playing the game. But the semi-limit is so much more disruptive in Duel Links than it is in the TCG. You can run multiple copies of any semi-limited card in the TCG, no problem. Whereas in Duel Links. If you're if a card is at two, you can only run two copies of a card at two in your deck. Period. Like en enemy controller is at two, world legacy clash is at two. You either have two enemy controller, no world legacy clash, two world legacy clash, no enemy controller, or one of each. That's it. So putting things to two is such a way to disrupt a lot of decks, and that's the reason why a lot of these things that are at two are at two. So the first one being Ixshell that I want to talk about. That's such a hard hit to um, Dark Lords because Ixchel is at 2 and Dark Lord Contact is at 2. And both of these cards improve the consistency of Dark Lords. Ixchel sending itself plus another Dark Lord card to the graveyard to draw 2. Getting further into your deck to hopefully get to Banishment or Contact because Ixchel also put herself plus another card into the graveyard to then have targets for Contact, which is huge. Um, contact, of course, I just been saying special summoning cards from the graveyard, just fantastic. Contact also being a spell for Dark Lords to copy and put back into the deck to special summon another card from the graveyard. Essentially, contact became two cards from the graveyard, which is humongous. But not having, but having only one copy of Iksha or one and one copy of Contact or just two of each, really sucks. The deck now actually has to put a lot of emphasis on opening up Nashton and Banishment or, you know, one of those two cards because they actually extend the deck now. Nashton will put cards into the graveyard, not adding you any extra cards, and can copy a copy of Banishment from the graveyard or so on and so forth. Um, and Banishment can get you to Nashton and get you to your plays. It, it's, it's 
I really, like I said, the deck is really on crutches. Um, I don't even think Superbia is worth running at the moment because the easiest play in the beginning, if you're running three Ixchel, three Banishment, was just hopefully you're going to open with one of those or a combination of the two. If you open up with a combination of the two, if you have Ixchel, you use Banishment to search Superbia, one less card out of the deck. Use Ixchel, send Superbia to the graveyard to draw into hopefully Contact. Use Contact, bring back Superbia, and then bring back Ixchel for free. So... I really don't think Superbia is really going to be ran that much anymore because it's kind of the same scenario that six Samurai players felt when Inishi got limited to two and uh, Dojo got limited to two. You either run two Dojo and get to Shein earlier, but no bounce, or you run two Inishi, have the opportunity to bounce an opponent's card, but have a slower chance to get to um your synchro and thus have materials in the graveyard to banish to to actually bounce so it, you started seeing six samurai players struggle a little bit because they didn't they weren't able to have access to their full board that they had they also lost access to world legacy clash with inishi going to two so it, it it's a struggle it's a deck that struggles and that's what i'm trying to say with um with Dark Lords, that the deck is really going to struggle. Their best skill compensation just got nerfed. They just lost to uh, a copy or two of Ixchel, and because they have two cards in the semi-limit section, the players of Dark Lord players now have to pick and choose which card are they going to be playing two copies of. Because running one copy of Ixchel, you're probably never going to see it unless you really rely on banishment searching you Ixchel, and then hopefully when you use that Ixchel, you hopefully draw into contact because if you don't you probably just draw two for no damn reason unless you're running three copies of Nashton which is why I'm saying the deck really really depends on banishment and Nashton at the moment so that that really hurts the deck a lot um with uh that grass looks greener going to one Shirinui Spectro Sword being limited to two is not really surprising to me. Of course, they had to hit Shirinui on its own because it was a busted deck. But being at two means that the 20 card build, which is the best build right now, just lost access to Econ or World Legacy Clash, which were really good cards in that deck since World Legacy Clash can stop an attack and also can activate Shirinui effects that are activate when banished and then bring them right back so they can utilize them again um also econ helped in the mirror match let's say your opponent already uh normal uh shirinui plays is the first turn go into uh samurai sword the level six uh synchro but if you're going in the mirror and you're going second you can normal summon your squire special summon uh, your level two tuner and then econ take their synchro and then make the level eight and just otk pretty much from there that can't be done now since your best tuner is limited to two and i don't think you're going to be running only one copy of spectral sword because you really want access to it and you really want it in the graveyard so having only one copy is not really the best so i really think that 20 card shirinui is going to be great i've played 20 card shirinui and it was fantastic it got me to king of games um but this really doesn't hurt the deck. It just means that you can't run grass, especially in con in conjunction with that grass like screener being put to one. This is huge. They didn't address burgeoning war flame, world fire or war flame, whatever. But with grass being hit to one, that card is inconsistent as it is. So it really did shut down that whole deck entirely. Um, next card is uh, Ritual Beast Tamer Elder. 
uh, being put to two. I think this is the best way to hit Ritual Beast, which I didn't think it was a crazy deck on its own, but it was pretty strong. I'm not saying it isn't strong. I just, I didn't see it that much. I didn't see its represent representation when I was playing KC Cup, nor did I see it that much when I was laddering. Maybe I saw like once every 10 duels or something like that, or maybe like, maybe even less than that. But I didn't see it that much, but this card actually helps the deck thrive because it gives you that additional normal sum and putting another uh, uh, tamer beast, pretty much like a ritual beast on the field um, in order to go into your extra deck as often as you can. Uh, summoning out Canahawk so you can banish a card from your deck and then go into ulti Canahawk and then search and then do all your shenanigans like that. Yeah, ritual beast, eld tamer, elder facilitated all the plays. Now, are they dead? No, because the ultra rare, not the extra deck one, I believe it's like uh, Spiritual Beast, Tamer, Winda, or something like that, is fantastic, and it still gives them a turn one play without having access to Elder. It just literally set that thing past. It is a really, really good card, but um, it's, it's going to struggle in terms of like being able to put their boards out as quickly as possible since Elder is at two. So, I mean, that's a good hit. Oroshi. The Squall, the Blackwing hit. Yes, Blackwings were super annoying to play against. They could pop your whole field. They could set up like three Synchros in a turn real easy. It was annoying. It was straight up annoying. And putting Oroshi to two, I feel like only is there to prevent them from playing Econ, uh, Treacherous Trap Hole, or um, uh, another World Legacy Clash deck because Oroshi is a card that you need to run. So if you have a Oroshi in a deck, which they only ran maybe one or two copies anyway, if you have Oroshi, you can't really run the other cards. I feel like that's the only way that they could have neutered the deck because the back row really hurt, but like they still have the counter trap that can be played from hand. They still have pretty much a full board that they can set up. They're just a going second kind of OTK kind of deck. Going first, they still don't... They, it's not like they have a, a bad turn one play. Turn one is still pretty good. So, yeah. Black Wings are Black Wings. This really doesn't do change... This really does not change much, in my opinion. Maybe it actually does change stuff, stuff up for other people who actually play the deck a lot more. And, like, they can probably... You guys, if you guys are Black Wings players, please hit me up on Twitter or in the, the, the subreddit under this thread i mean under this post um please tell me how hard oroshi the squall really did to like how did how well how hard is that hit to black wings so i don't really feel like it's that hard of a hit to black wings um other than that limit three is now a thing now like i said with limit two it's the same thing with limit three you can only run three copies in total and the only two things in limit three are uh Palace of the Elemental Lords and Cosmic Cyclone. Now, before I start in talking about how good these hits are, for all the people who said that ultra rares from main boxes or ultra rares from boxes can't be hit on the ban list, Cosmic Cyclone is at limit three. There you go. <laughs> like, I've been saying it in a couple of episodes prior, and actually I've said it in a, in a number of episodes, that mentality is kind of like not smart. If a card is too strong for the game, Konami should take all um, all steps they need to take in order to limit it or ban it or ban it because it's that strong. You feel me? Um, people saying that Alistair will never get hit because it's like you are. <laughs> it could be put to three or it could be put to two. 
it doesn't change anything. Like, nobody in the TCG gets their compensation back when a card that they spent a lot of money on, like Magician Souls or Lightning Storm, gets hit on the ban list. It, it, they don't care. You feel me? They don't care. So, um, yeah. Cosmic Cyclone and Palace of the Elemental Lords are here. This is Konami's best way, alongside the change to Sorcery Conduit, to hit Element Savers. Because Element Savers, you still just freely just go Palace, activate Palace, get Malehu, put Malehu on the field. It's already live because Palace is there. Set Cosmic Cyclone to spin away, uh, to banish one of your opponent's back row. Next turn, just get uh, Alistair the Invoker for free. It's really not that hard. So now they can't really get Alistair the Invoker after activating one Cosmic Cyclone. And they also either have two Cosmic Cyclone, one Field Spell, two Field Spell, one Cosmic Cyclone, three Field Spell, or three Cosmic Cyclone. They can't have any more of any more than those combinations. And that really does hurt the deck a lot, a lot. Because now if you open up Malehu, you better have either the field spell or you better have an element saber in hand which sometimes they just didn't have an element saber in hand considering due to the meta they were running 25 card decks to uh add a lot of a lot more back road so that they can survive maybe those decks are just straight up neutered a lot in a lot of ways this hurts the deck a lot but it doesn't kill it completely and maybe makes it tier two tier three ish they do have, like I just finished saying, they have they have knowledge of a lot of background that can help them along the way. And the field spell plus sorcery conduit, you just got to take a little bit of damage. You can play cards that take a little bit of damage and still play Cosmic Cyclone or any other back row hate and still get to Alistair the Invoker. It's really not that hard. You just have to change how you play the deck, to be completely honest. So, um, other than those cards, they did unlimit some cards. I really didn't care for the unlimits. Uh, Vion hero players weren't playing it anyway. I don't really think that they're going to be playing it anytime soon unless they get access to Shadow Mist or another copy of Malicious. I don't really think that they're going to be playing that thing at all. Um, for higher players, hey, you got Wiz back, but it's small and its negation is meh considering what we have in the game right now. Yeah, have fun running your Wiz. I don't care. Um, the best thing to me is Petite Angel, Cyber Petite Angel coming back because now they can play two copies of Petite Angel, two copies of Dakini or one copy of Dakini and Machine Angel Ritual. Still great because Machine Angel Ritual is just a strong, phenomenal card. You can drop Dakini on your opponent and have Cyber uh, Petite Angel access to Cyber Petite Angel anyway in the same deck. I think that Cyber Angels have some potential, um, but not really. Like, <laughs> I feel like it's a little too late to get these these cards back but um who knows somebody would probably like boss up on the pvp ladder and show everybody what cyber angels is made of in this day and age in the year of our lord 2020 so i want to see it i may be the one who do it who does it i don't know i really always love trying a new deck every season so that i am knowledgeable of a lot of decks that i go up against because i have played them before or i at least attempted to play them before so um I think that about wraps up the uh, ban list and skill rebalancing. On to the next chain link. The new box, new main box, Judgment Force, is amazing. And while I don't have access to the cards physically in front of me because I'm recording this on my phone and my laptop is currently out of commission, but 
I did go into the box. I did uh, buy some packs. So I have a general feel for how good the cards are because, I mean, knowledge of the cards, looking up and reading the cards and playing with the cards, it's all a thing. But this box is fantastic for people who have been playing for a while as well as new players. For new players, this gives you a lot of cards for a lot of archetypes. You may go into this box and not really know what you wanted to play, what you wanted to pull out of it. You may have experimented with some of the cards you did pull, but you have like five decks that come out of this box. Orcus, Necros, um, Light Sworn, Lunar Lights, I'm trying to think there's other things, Blue Eyes, uh, Gradles, which please don't play Gradles, don't don't play gradles it's not really good but yeah that's about what six decks out of this box alone and then uh added to the the random cards that they added in here that are really good like uh white aura monoceros you guys can play a water deck um if you want to and stuff like that you just have access to a lot of really really strong good cards in this box for those who have been playing for a while blue eyes finally got spirit dragon which gives you uh, graveyard negation plus popping and going into your um uh, azor eyes which won't get destroyed by battle I, i'm not 100 percent sure of that i gotta i gotta check out the interaction there but um azor uh fine uh blue eyes silver dragon or spirit dragon spirit dragon sorry about that is finally in the game which is really good for blue eyes they also got maiden and sage and mausoleum is probably going to be a really good card but sage is just fantastic you can summon maiden activate sage from your hand to target maiden to special summon a blue eyes from the deck which activates maiden's effect to special summon a blue eyes from the deck <laughs> like come on dog you can uh there's a lot of plays that can be played with blue eyes now so blue eyes is gonna see a resurgence it's a really really strong deck of just putting big beaters on the fort on the board and they're only gonna get better if we get level 8 exceeds monsters and so on and so forth, having access to all of their tuners now makes Mausoleum really, really strong since you can just go ahead and get them and have a normal summon, additional normal summon of a tuner alongside your Blue Eyes cards. It's just really good. Anything that could just target Maiden, which in this meta, a lot of things just target. If you target Maiden, you got a Blue Eyes coming at you. Like, that's not hard so um i think blue eyes is going to be fantastic light swarms coming out of this box dog this box is dog dog i want to talk about all the cards that are really good that are low rarity in this deck because dog solar recharge is a rare lumina is a rare felis if you didn't get um raiden as a super rare felis is a rare and it's really good because it pops monsters on the field and keeps milling your deck you have access to such good extra deck cards because you it just, you know, you can go into generic stuff like, um, what's this card called? Fortune Lady Every. It's going to bring itself back since Lumina is a spellcaster. So going first as a great turn one play and you can just banish a card on the field next turn because it's going to come back and just banish a face up card and it's going to be swole as hell. So that's a really good card. Having Michael the Arc Lightsworn just pay a thousand uh a thousand life points and just banish a card on the field <laughs> it's just really really good for uh light swords light swords have a lot of potential in this box and did i mention that they got judgment dragon oh yeah they got judgment dragon my boy judgment dragon to just nuke the board and just dog dog <laughs> dog so good 
Judgment Dragons in the game have access to their tuners and their better cards in Lumina, in uh, Charge of the Light Brigade, and Raiden, Felis. Just having a solid deck now, having a solid options to extra deck monsters, and just having solid options within the deck integrally means that Lunar Lights are going from nowhere to probably tier 2. The deck is going to be fantastic, and it has its consistency in Solar Recharge being a plus 2, and it just mills the deck like crazy, which a lot of your Lunar Light cards want to be sent to the graveyard from the deck to special summon themselves, a la Felis, a la Wolf, just really strong cards right there in general, and um, Charge of the Light Brigade to search the actual cards you physically need. You can run Equips Wyvern in the deck to banish your Judgment Dragon. I just don't know how you're banishing Equips Wyvern to get your Judgment Dragon. Maybe run like Lila or um, Ghost Ship to banish your Equips Wyvern, but I still feel like that's kind of inconsistent. I've seen a lot of players, because um, I've played a couple of games right now. I'm currently testing another archetype from the box. Um, I've seen a lot of players running Monster Reincarnation so they can grab their Judgment Dragons from the graveyard. And I, I think that seems like a really good option, really solid option to play in the deck. So even that is, I think, way better than Equips Wyvern, sadly, because it's just a spell card. You really don't have to worry, waste a normal summon, I mean, waste a special summon which are trash cards, unless we get in, like, extra deck monsters, um, like, Xyz monsters and stuff like that, those cards would be great, like, Ghost Ship and uh, Lila would be fantastic, but as of right now, we don't have access to them, so they kind of suck. I'd rather just get Judgment Dragon, and Monster Reincarnation just gets Judgment Dragon. It's not bad. Um... So I think that Light Sworns really have potential to tier now. Blue Eyes, as I mentioned before, are going to be fantastic. Another archetype that I'm testing out from this box is Lunar Lights. Now, I did not think we were going to be getting... Like, yo, what? In what world have are we getting Orcus, World Legacy, and Lunar Lights? Three archetypes that did their damn thing in the TCG and are still very much playable in the TCG. We're getting them in Duel Links. Like, that's so bizarre to me and it's crazy because yeah we don't have full lunar lights i've mentioned a billion times that we get like like a good like i've said in with, with my um episode with token i said that duel, uh, duel links is like that annoying cousin at the party that just constantly wants to borrow shit from you but just you just want it to be bought like you don't want to be bothered that's what duel links is so like we get like the hand-me-downs. We get half the archetype because the other people, uh, the TCG, our big brother, doesn't want to give us all the cards. And Lunar Lights is really that prime example. We don't have uh, a Leo Dancer. We don't have Perfume. We don't have what I think Serenade Dance, which is fine. The deck as as it is at the moment, not bad. You feel me? I've been testing it out. I've been getting some good wins with it. Uh, opponents my opponents turn one have been summoning something from the extra deck and i'm like oh great so now my lunar light fusion is just free to just send something from the deck to the graveyard go ahead and the combos you have is just fantastic if you open up with yellow martin plus emerald bird you have turn one cat dancer real easy i mean if you're going second because this deck is straight up a going second deck and i'm gonna talk about that in a little bit um you Summon Emerald Bird, send Yellow Martin to the graveyard to draw a card. Yellow Martin will activate giving you Lunar Light Fusion from the deck. You activate Lunar Light Fusion. Oh no, you activate Yellow Martin's effect, 
the special summon it from the grave to the field by sending Emerald Bird from the field to the hand. Activate Lunar Light Fusion to fuse both to both of those two to the graveyard to make Cat Dancer. Emerald Bird's effect will special summon Yellow Martin back from the banished zone onto the field. Cat Dancer pops Yellow Martin to send it to the graveyard so they can attack every one of your opponent's monsters twice each. That's two cards. That's two cards. <laughs> That's two cards. And that is a fantastic play. Now, my issue with Lunar Lights right now is that since they are so battle-oriented and want to OTK really quickly, back row becomes an issue. And also, you don't really have a strong turn one play because you don't want to just waste a Lunar Light Fusion at all. I've been playing with Keeper of the Dragon Magic um, in the deck so that you can discard... A Luna Light card, which they want to be in the graveyard as well. They have some great effects in the graveyard as well. Um, to add Luna Light Fusion from the deck to the hand, and um, I also ran a copy of Polymerization so I can use Keeper of Dragon Magic on the field to make Mud Dragon King of the, like Mud Dragon on the Swamp from the extra deck, which can prevent targeting, which is you know not that bad. It's two dark monsters with different attributes, same attributes, different types, easy. Um, but it really don't have a good turn one play. I'm thinking about playing Alistair the Invoker and two copies of Invocation just so that I can make Kaliga turn one. So that if I make Kaliga turn one, my opponent's turn is slowed down. They can only activate one effect and only can attack one time. And then my issue is how do I get Kaliga off the field so I can OTK next turn since their turn was slowed down. So, um... I'm not too sure. I'm still tweaking the deck. It's a really strong deck. I really enjoy playing it, but as of right now, it's really not going anywhere, but it has future potential. Like I said, we don't have Serenade Dance, Perfume. We don't have Leo Dancer. Um, not, yeah, Leo Dancer. So yeah, there's future potential with the archetype and it's really, really fun to play. Um, there's also Necroz. That's another deck in this box. How the hell we got Necroz? Of course, we don't have cards like Klaus Necros of Klauslus or Unicorn or Brionic. So we don't have like the stronger cards, but we still have some pretty good Necros cards. Decisive Armor is really good. Valkyries can just straight up turn off the battle phase. Um, trying to remember the other ones. Cataster is not too shabby. And we have Kaleidoscope as a super rare, which you can just send a card from your extra deck to then special summon Luna, uh, special summon Necros monsters from the hand that equal the total level. So send a Star Eater from your extra deck to the graveyard to then special summon a Necros of uh, Kataster and Necros of Gungir from your hand to the field. Like that equals 11, I believe. And I believe I got the, the math on that, right? So yeah, you can easily just abuse the hell out of that. Your Necros monsters. From in the main deck, uh, we don't have Sherit, but we have the smaller ones, which can fetch you back a Necros card from the Banished Zone, or so on and so forth. So I think it's not bad. It's a pretty free-to-play deck as it is. I might try it out myself, but I only have one copy of Kaleidoscope. So um, I'm not mad at it, but I'll try it out myself. And it once again, future potential. There's a lot of future potential with this archetype. Um, Orcus, I don't really see really being played alongside world legacy because i'm not making my galateas into dingirisus and ending with orchestrated crescendo like we don't have any of those cards of course we're not going to have any of those cards we don't have link monsters in this game so i don't know how you can play it but i've seen players play in desperado decks which uh, 
I think that's okay, but I don't know if that's the best. I don't know. I, I got to probably test those out myself. But this box is fantastic for the Light Sworn support, the Lunar Light support, for the, uh, oh, the Gladiator Beast support. I was just about to glass, gloss over that. The recent EX structure that gave us access to Gazarus, gave us access to Test Tiger. This box gave us access to Gladiator Rejection and Vespasius and Domitineus. I believe that's how I said that right. I believe I said that right. Which is just a overall better card to run than Augustus. Because if your Gladiator Beast monster is getting attacked, you can special summon it from hand at 500 attacks at every month. The Glad Beast monster on the field. Which means it can probably save a, a life in that aspect. And then thus activate a Gladiator Beast effect to shuffle it back into the deck. And yada, yada, yada. You guys know how Gladiator Beasts play. Um, Domitineus is just straight up negation of a monster effect and um or redirecting attacks to its big 3500 body so strong um not too shabby of a card of its own you feel me like it of course it takes a big monster plus two smaller gladiator beast monsters which is kind of difficult but not quite since glads are slow roll control kind of deck and they got access to gladiator beast charge which can pop cards on the field equal to the amount of gladiator beast monsters you control and since it is a gladiator beast card you can actually get it back from request back from the graveyard to set it and play it again now i'm not saying you should play only one or two copies since you can get it back you should be playing a lot of these but in the long grind of the game you can get it back with the quest so you should be running e-quest like i i think i said that i think that's fairly clear you should be running a quest at this point. Um, also, having access to Geysaris, being able to pop cards through that as well, means that a lot of cards are just... The glads are just now have to find a way to speed up. You feel me? I mentioned Gladiator Beast Rejection since it prevents... It um, stops your opponent from being able to target Gladiator Beast cards. So, first turn Rejection into a Glad plus Test Tiger because Rejection also says if you... Um, when a gladiator beast monster special summon from the main deck, you can special summon another gladiator beast monster from the main deck with a different type. So you literally can summon, test tiger your monster back, make sure you don't summon a winged beast, special summon Gizaris from the deck, pop a card, go into best uh, Gizaris, pop an, uh, special summon best Yari, pop a card, um, make Gizaris pop another card, pop another two cards, and go off like that, so that's not bad, you feel me, that's not bad at all, that's actually a great card, given that it's a, such a low rarity, it's just, how the hell do you get to it, you're gonna want to run three copies of it to see it more consistently, but you don't want to open multiple copies of it, and once you only see, once you've seen your first one, the rest of them are kind of pointless, so <laughs> it falls into that weird, like, gray area of, like, do I run it, do I don't, so, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about the Gladiator Beast support. Um, I wanted to rework the re rework and revise the EX structure deck. I feel like it's the only EX structure deck we've gotten so far that should not have been an EX structure deck because it's kind of trash. The things that would have made it better as an EX structure deck is instead of, you know, good, good on Konami to give us extra copies of Unexpected Die, which was a really strong way to go into uh first turn geysaris because you can just unexpected die andal and then put bestiari on the field and then bong one turn uh geysaris which is really strong but 
late game unexpected dies kind of suck. So it's no point. It's not like it's the TCG where you combo extend and then you hopefully end on a really good board and to the, the point that you don't really need unexpected die anymore. You're going to essentially get your board broken and unexpected die is going to be straight up garbage. So um, it's strong. But not really necessary. I feel like they should have given us a copy of Noxious. Noxious would have been a very, very strong contender for an EX Structure Deck card. It would have made it actually more viable to buy the EX Structure Deck. I mean, I'm not saying Test Tiger, War Chariot, and Gazarus weren't strong enough. But Gazarus, um, a copy of Noxious would have been really, 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 really good to keep up with the times that Duel Links is in right now. Also, another, a copy of defensive tactics they missed on putting both of these cards in the ax structure deck also the main box because glads really need a way to go on the offense from early on and yeah charge is great and the other cards we got are great but being able to have no monsters on the field and then just your opponent tries to swing into it noxious send the best yari from the deck to the graveyard then end phase shuffle noxious in get uh Darius out, Darius special summon Bestiari, and then on your turn, before you even commit to a normal summon, just make uh, Geysaris pop two cards is so good. Also, being able to have defensive tactics to flip it up, you're, you don't take any damage from battle, and your monsters can't be destroyed, and it shuffles itself back into the deck, meaning that you can go on the offensive with Glad Beast. Come on, dog. It would have been just fantastic overall to get these two extra cards, but we didn't get them. I'm not too mad the future potential to get those cards since obviously they're still thinking about glad beast and glad beast we don't have all the cards yet so that's not bad maybe we get tamer editor and noxious i don't know so <laughs> the next card and this is me wrapping up the box because this is the best card in my not the best card overall but this is a card that i've been wanting for a very 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 long time and i wanted to bring it up in the topic of ex structure decks because it does coincide with another ex structure deck is jacunity coos it is such a good card do not sleep on this card get two copies if you have all the other copies of jacunity card that you need get two copies another two card combo is with coos coos is really good it's essentially phalanx but it has the additional effect of being also treated as a level 4 tuner instead of just a level 2 dragon tuner. Meaning, you can normal summon a level 4 Dragoonity monster, right? Equip Divine Lance to it. Divine Lance activates special summoning Koos from the... Not special summoning. Equipping Koos from the deck. Koos can then special summon itself as a level 2 tuner. 4 and 2 make 6, make Vajrayana. Vajrayana will then equip itself with Koos from the graveyard. Koos will then special summon itself again as a level 4 tuner. 4 and 6 make 10. You have a 2 card Ascalon right there. Easy peasy, my dude. Easiest way to get Ascalon out. It is such a good card. And it's not just Ascalon. You can make a level 8 synchro beforehand. Like, come on. It's not bad. This card is fantastic. I love Dragoonity Coos, and it took way too long to get it. It should have been in that EX Structure deck, even though that EX Structure deck was still really good. But, dog, missed opportunity to put Coos in there. This is such a strong card. I really, really love this card. It is dope that we finally got it. So, with that being said, I think this box is just great. I feel like 
you should invest in this box of course if you want to wait hold on to your gems see how it impacts the meta and so on and so forth go ahead and do you the new season starts tonight and i will be trying to get in there with the luna the luna lights as much as i can i'm gonna try to tweak it and try to find a first turn play with it if not i'll i'll pick up another deck and play something else but with that being said that wraps up this podcast i hope you guys enjoyed if you want to reach me contact me at probenchwarmer underscore on twitter and you guys know me on the reddit so with that being said i'm gonna get going peace